The Money Show. Other people's money. Well, we're going to be looking at other people's money shortly. Of course, each week, The Money Show hosts a well-known guest about their attitude towards money, their hopes and fears and successes as well, failures and everything in between. Tonight, we get to share the stage and speak to the super talented Olile Shabalala, the local telenovela generation, introduce South Africans to the possibilities of a new democracy, wealthy black families, multiracial corporations and corporate battles that were set in the South African context. It was forecast for the South Africa to come And Olile Shabalala played the memorable character of Julia Modena at the time And ever since I can ever remember watching TV She has played a well-heeled character on our screens Recently, she's played the roles of Nobi Sabele on Netflix's Blood and Water And Fagazile in Happiness Ever After She joins us now in Other People's Money Olile, welcome to the show Hi Modena, thank you for inviting me What's the journey been like from the small theater stages at the National School of the Arts to big productions like Blood and Water and NCIS in the U.S.? Oh, it's been great. It's been, you know, since National School of the Arts, one has always dreamed to be in this industry. And yeah, it has its ups and it has its downs, but it's it's still a wonderful ride. Uh, yeah. Now, you were born in Friede in the Free State, if, if I'm correct. And, uh, you know, yeah. big agricultural hub for the country, uh, not really well known for its acting talents. Uh, but why did you think, I'm coming from this a small town in Friede, well known for agriculture and farming, and I'm going to be a great actor? Well, my grandfather uh, and I would, I think everyone knows that I was raised by my grandfather, and we would always listen to radio dramas. And I just really loved listening to them. Or sometimes my grandfather would say to me, you tell me what happened to the story. And then I'll recite it and tell him my own version of the story. And he was thought it was just the most amazing thing. And when he passed on, I went to, to the Val to live with my mom, who sort of liked how I wanted, like how I, I I would tell stories and and initially I wanted to be a, a beauty queen and my mom was like, no, 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 if it doesn't give you a degree or you can't study any further, you have to go to the National School of the Arts. So she found the school and that's how I ended up in drama. So yeah, since, I've, since then I've always just wanted to act. So she must have spotted the talent very early if she went and found the school because she knew there was something there. But the trip from Frieda to the National School of the Arts are your eyes wide open? What are you thinking on the way to changing your life? Well, I, I mean, I've always wanted to be a storyteller. I've always wanted to tell African stories. Uh, so that's why then I went on overseas to study directing because I knew that at some point I also want to stand and put the lens on my stories, the stories I want to tell, how I want to tell them. So that's how, I've, yeah, that's how the journey has, you know, um, evolved and and to be who I am today. And while growing up with your grandfather, I mean, what were the lessons on money? I mean, would he reward you for retelling these radio stories or reacting them out? Oh, all the time. I mean, I I mean, my first, uh, I mean, the tooth fairy, everybody, I guess, gets paid for the tooth fairy. (laughs) Um, But I knew that sometimes, so the funny thing is that at some point, the, 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 we would used to call it Ikundwane. You know, Ikundwane will bring me money all the time, but at some point when it was 
you know, in between months, uh, my grandfather would be like, hey, you can leave I'm shine. So I can't really give you that money, but I healed Instead, maybe cook nice dinner for me and say, well, we'll wait for the tooth fairy to come back and give us more money and then and then you'll get money. So then I knew that money doesn't come all the time. You know, sometimes you have to wait, sometimes you have to save so that, you you know, uh, you can't just only just get money just because you've lost tooth or something, you know. Did that lesson, you know, come in good stead when you went to the National School of the Arts? Because I imagine there... Um, you were on your own. You were a responsible young lady at the time, yes. uh, going through your studies, but still having to manage, um, you know, the amount of money being given to you by your family. Yes, my mom. So my mom was a single mother. So I would have a budget that she would say to me, well, because uh, I, mean, I was at boarding school and then she would send me money and say, you'll get this amount if you finish it during the course of the month, you are in trouble. So I, I knew how to stretch. I always say to my friends, even in America, I used to say I can stretch a dollar uh, more than anybody else can in this world. So I'm very good at stretching money. I'm very, very good. Oh, you should give us some of those lessons as well. Um, and just before we get to those gems, um, Olile, just take us through what life was like now being in the, at the National School of the Arts and uh, you know, you're going through your training who is almost like your industry parent that's taking you through this journey? I had Tendim Jali. I so when I was in matric, uh, very interesting. I I did a play. So at the Market Theatre, they were doing a play directed by Laura Food called The Crucible. And initially, I was playing one of the little girls in in, in the play with um, you, you know uh, with Amanda Lane, who was uh, who was playing the lead. So I was one of her friends. And unfortunately, one one day, Timbin Jali had a car accident uh, and couldn't couldn't come and play. So I had to replace her within like two hours. I had they had to find me to replace her. And mind you, Timbin Jali was playing teacher bar, which well, that's diving into the deep end, eh? Yeah, I was pushed, literally I was pushing the deep end and then we had to go to Grandson Film Festival and I was writing my, I mean, Grandson Festival and I was writing my exams. So I was writing exams, playing this big part, but then I got paid a lot of money, you know, because initially we were just paid as sort of like understudies because we were just little girls with Abigail in, 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 in asylum in the storyline. So I was paid less, and then suddenly, then I got paid all the money, and I was paid as a as a professional actor, whatever, and and I was in the track, and then, um, so yeah, I could save a lot of money, and I bought myself my first future bed because I just got had <laughs> Do you remember how much the check was for? I think at the time, I think I got two thousand rand or something like that. Uh, it was quite a lot of money at the time because I could that I could give the rest the, uh, the rest to my mom. Um, so in my family, my mom always said, "Your first paycheck must be given home." And I was like, "Oh, of course." <laughs> I, gave it <laughs> I gave it to her, but and, and I could buy myself this futon bed because I really wanted it. It was still coming. It was still fashionable to have a futon bed, and I had a, just a normal bed. And I changed my bedroom and I bought myself a beautiful futon bed. Did you buy it yeah. at a higher purchase? <laughs> and you know at that particular point was that the point you realized look i can commercialize this this is my talent i can actually get paid uh, for what i do of course uh, but in it, but the first first job which is quite interesting i was um 
I did a print a print ad for Bob T. Remember with the young we were. Um, am I allowed to talk about a bank anyway? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Go right oh, ahead. Okay, so F and B had a print about you know you know the, the teenagers we had they had an account a Bob T account something like that Bob T. So and then I was I was um, so I was the face and one one of those young girls there. And the interesting thing is that my mom, when I was born, I think uh, I was three months, she actually opened an account for me with Bob T. And then in full circle, then when I was in standard three or four, then I did that commercial. So that's because exciting. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, interesting time. Well, of the characters that I know and watching you uh, throughout the years, uh, you've always played or been cast as a wealthy alpha woman who has... A ruthless business culture with a very protectors of of, uh, of her elite position. Uh, was mm-hmm. that life imitating art, or did you have to learn and research that particular character because you played very very well? Thank you. I've always uh, so on stage. I always play uh, ordinary characters. It's quite amazing because I've just finished doing Raising the Sun last year, right? And I played a domestic worker. I enjoy playing those characters. Like I like a full rounded character. But television, you know how it goes. Sometimes you get typecast and then yes. you have to find a way to make them different, all of them. And actually, it's very funny. I was talking to my agent and we, I was just being called for to play something similar. And I just thought, I can't anymore. I, I just want to play something different. You know, even if the character is, is, is strong and business-like, but it just can't be... It feels like now I'm the go-to person in the mm. looking for a business. So it, it, I, I feel there's no growth, which is, uh, um, it irks my mother. She's like, but sometimes I just say, I'd rather not work than play the same characters over and over and over again. So I'm trying to to find different parts now. I'm trying to play different characters. With I think with Father Zile, that was the, the last one. I, I'd rather not repeat it again if you know what i mean i'd rather if if i'm going to play a strong woman again but they've got to have a dynamic character something different but i guess that's what happens when you play a character really well right you get typecast it's like there's no one else that can do it better yeah it's it's a compliment but also it's it's, it also doesn't it doesn't help you grow because i also just think now how much more can I be mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back then to, to the industry, Kolila. Many artists call their professions a labor of love, you know, putting money aside to do something they really, really are in love with. But uh, what have you learned about commercializing your talent along your career? Because you're essentially selling a skill and, you know, people yes. need to understand that they need to pay top dollar for the Absolutely. type of talent uh, that you have. You going to? I, I swear, I think you were on my conversation with my agent just now. Literally, we just hung up because they in South Africa, they, it's sad that sometimes they 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 exploit actors. So then people then start taking jobs just because it, I have to pay my bills. I have to, and sometimes that kills the artist. Mm. Uh, South Africa sometimes they assume that you should be glad that you're given a job. And I'm like, no, um, it is still a business and you need to have acumen to be able to say, no, I can't settle for less. I will not wake up in the morning for less money just because I want to be on television. I, I, it's no longer, I, I, 
I shouldn't be on television, then watch my stuff and feel exploited that I've, I've allowed myself to take such little money for that. So if they can, if they, if somebody else wants to do that for themselves, good for them. But for me, as Olile Shabalala, I just feel that I've, I've, I've put in my time. I've worked very hard. I need to be paid what I'm worth. So if you're not going to give me what I'm worth, it's okay. I can always do my garden, you know, and I can always, uh, you know, do what I want to do. I could be reading books or doing other things and, and trying to train myself for something else other than just waking up in the morning, knowing very well that I'm exploited. And then just because I'm just saying, oh, I'm working, it doesn't work like that. No, I, I think it's fair enough. I mean, for, for the talent and the years you've put into your craft, surely uh, it should be uh, fair enough in terms of pay for your talents. Now, you've had experience of working and studying abroad. Uh, did that change your view on the value of an artist? Uh, was that something you always carried with you uh, uh, in your work? I mean, going to Hollywood, blockbuster budgets, celebrity endorsements with millions of dollars. Does that change your view on what uh, being a talented, uh, well-sought-after artist is? It, it, it does. It does in a way, but also that's when you also realize that this is business. You can't take yourself for granted. You can't just give yourself away. So you you learn you learn that that also you you learn that you know that it's uh you've got to take care of who, your talent you've got to hold it so, so you've got to guard it and that nobody should just take it for granted as well so that's what i learned overseas is that you can't just give it away just because of money you can't sell yourself short as well and in terms of the South African industry, I mean, in the U.S., you can be paid royalties for your show you did 20 years ago. Uh, and if I there is a rerun... I'm getting paid for NCSI. But ah, in South you see. Africa, I did Rise, which is on Mnet. I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting paid any residuals for that. As much as people can say whatever they like about SABC, at least SABC does give you something for something. Although they're not paying people residuals for, 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 for generations... But with other work that repeats, you at least you get your money. Um, and then I did rise, which was which is a, always plays as when the school uh, when the beginning of school starts. But I'm not getting paid anything for that. So you you see what I'm saying? It's just a bit unfair. Are the budgets at least getting better? I mean, the likes of Netflix coming to South Africa and um, putting money into local content. Uh, are you seeing a change in terms of that? All right, I think those goblins have come back. We're currently in discussion with Kolile Shabalala. She is our guest on other people's money. Of course, we're picking her brain on her money attitudes, some of her money lessons that she's experienced uh, in the, her career working abroad and also working locally and some of the differences of pay in terms of Hollywood and the local industry. The Money Show. Other people's money. Welcome back to The Money Show. We're speaking other people's money with talented actress Olile Shabalal, of course, a seasoned actress, telling us about the differences between the U.S. industry and the local industry in terms of pay for artists. And I was just wanting to pick it up uh, where I was talking about the budget that is being brought by uh, different channels like Netflix to local productions. Are you seeing a change in terms of the appreciation of the talent that is being sought? And also, are the budgets bigger? Are the stunts bigger? Are you seeing the same treatment that they would be giving U.S. productions, for instance? Uh, not really. You still have to fight. 
you still have to fight to get what you want. You still have to say, you know, it's it's a sad reality because I guess the production house uh, are still, you know, are still South African. So sometimes you, they rather people are assuming that people are, would rather work. Yes, everybody would rather work, but they want to work for what they're worth, not to be exploited. And I still feel that here in South Africa, yes, we are. We think we're going up, but we, the budgets are not really. I mean, remember Netflix South Africa and Netflix America are two different things. Mm. No South African actors can ever say they get the same budget as the American um, as the American Netflix. They'll be lying. They'll be lying through their teeth. No, you don't get the same. Yes, you get better. Uh, you get better, but not not what everybody is worth. Yeah, at the and level where the international yeah, market everybody is... just gets excited to say, I'm working, and then when you come negotiations, you still have to fight to say, I'm not coming, I need this amount. And then they give it to you, and then it's still you're still treated like you're a diva just because you you know you're worth. So it's difficult, and then somebody will just plainly say, no, Kolile is difficult because Kolile does not want to work for this amount of money. So you're still fighting. It's still a fight. It's still a fight. It's still a... Same, yeah. So, but anyway, we carry on regardless, yeah. I guess, you know. Uh, and sometimes you just have to say, I'm not going to wake up for that, and I might as well. And sometimes you let the job go. I've, I've let so many jobs go. My mom's like, What is wrong with you? And I'm just saying, You've got to know your worth because otherwise, if you accept to take two rents today, then they will talk about you. These producers talk with to each other. They'll be like, mm. No, she can. Don't work for I got her for this much. Yeah, and and I'm sorry, you know, I I, I can't. I I I just the the the, I, the business acumen in me says no. So and and good on and you. I, I, good on you. And I'll stand up for that. If I don't work for six months, it's fine. I'm not heartbroken. I've I've built myself up. I've secured myself enough to be able. I mean, you know, I don't have to buy fancy cars. I don't have to be seen driving a fancy. I'm not about showing the materials thing to the world. I'm just about my comfort and telling the stories that I want to tell. And when I want to tell a story I, and, 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 and I can negotiate with somebody, I will get almost what I want. If they say they don't have the budget, I will then rather not work. Or if I, really, yeah. you know, yeah. But if I'm doing plays, I mean, I do a play. I did Raise in the Sun last year. I got paid what I wanted doing a play. And then you come to television, something that's going to live longer. They don't want to pay you what you're worth. It's a bit it's strange to me. It's quite unfortunate, but also it means that you have to have your financial literacy in check as an actor, oh, as an artist. What are some of those yeah. lessons that you've learned in terms of keeping money over long periods as you wait for projects? So, um, I mean, as... I mean, all actors know that in South Africa, the bank would look at you funny and say, oh, uh, you, you know, they, they look at your, ba- at, at, your, at your statement and say you don't get enough money all the time. So it's hard to get money to build, uh, to buy a house or build a house via uh, a bank in South Africa if you're an artist. So luckily for me, when I started, I, I, I bought my first house at 24. Uh, I knew then that I needed to save money so well that I can then come and say to whoever is selling the house, I can pay you directly. Like the, the, the house that I built, I built my own house. I could speak to the developer and say, I'm going to pay you because already I'd, I'd sold my previous uh, property. to you. So property for me has built me up. You know, so I, I, I built um, my own property directly with the developer, and I said to him, "I will pay you 
the money, I will not go via the bank because obviously no bank is going to look at me as an artist, but I guarantee you I will pay you off. So what that helps you as an artist, that then you're not in debt because you don't owe anybody anything. I would say to all the artists, rather save money and don't buy cars, don't be splashy, save money and build your own property and build your own house. Secure yourself as much as you can. Know that no one is going to take you out of your house. All right, that was Oile Shabalala. Thank you very much for your time and giving us a look and into your money uh, attitudes as well. Oile Shabalala, of course, the essay actress, the talented essay actress, telling us about the streams of income needed uh, to survive in South Africa's arts industry, specifically in the film and television industry, saying you need to save up as an artist and buy some assets to make sure when those projects aren't coming quick and fast, you still have money.